Pastor Claudia Harden Jr. and my beautiful wife inviting you to come worship with us. And that fire burned for three days. <laughs> but we had a good time out there. We really did. I'm talking about had some deep conversations. And we found out the meaning of our next men's conference. And our next men's conference is going to be something to the sort. Women, sit down for a second. Let the men stand up again. It's, listen, everywhere you go, you hear women talking on Facebook. You hear women talking on Instagram. You hear men, women talking in church. You very rarely know what the... Don't y'all want to know what the man think about what's going on? What do the men think about the, all the homosexuality going on right now? What do the men think about the church? Oh, everybody got quiet because I say homosexuality. Can we realize that that's not God's will? I love everybody, but what do the men got to say about it? What do the men got to say about the children doing the things they're doing? What do the men got to say about how the church is? So our men conference, we're going to have a sit-down talk, and we're going to figure out, figure out, somebody say, what do the men got to say? So can the women sit down for a moment at the men step back up? And I'm going to ask you this question before I get too deep into this right quick. Can I ask you a question? When the last time you asked your husband what he think? I don't, I'm listen, I don't, I'm, listen, I'm not talking about a whole, I'm talking about just simple this. Baby, what do you think about what's going on right now? What do you think about, we get so quick and moving and doing so much. Do you even like the job I have? Do you like how I wear my hair right now? Do you, do you like how the children are acting around the house right now? So this season, I want to know what the men think. Brothers, how many of y'all ready to speak up again? Now hold up, y'all lost your voice. I want to say amen. How many of the brothers want to be heard again? Say amen. amen. In this church, this is a, I told the men this past weekend, I did tell them this here. I said, ask the men this question. I said, what if I took a back seat and let my wife run the church and I just sit back and let her do it? How many of y'all really respect me? And that's a strong black woman right there. And I know she is. But she know for a fact that it's in this church, I have to be the head of this church. I have to be the head of my home. And even though I take a back seat sometimes, somebody say, with well, the real men step back up. And when he do, don't get in the way when he do. How many of y'all been praying that my husband step back up in place? How many of y'all be telling the truth? How many of y'all been praying that my husband step back in place? And as soon as he get back in place, you want to say what he, what he do run and what he don't run. Okay, okay. That's what happened when men sit together for a whole weekend. We got a whole lot to talk about. We got a whole lot to talk about. We're going to... Brother Ken, like, Bishop, chill out, man. We trying to... I'm trying to get home and get me some. I'm like, ain't seen my wife... Your name is above all names. I'm sorry. I'll wait to June. I'll wait to June. But can you women, can you grab your husband right now? On Easter Sunday, can you grab your husband right now? Grab that man, woman. Look him. Look him in his eyes and say, "Baby, I love you. I love you, and I miss you. I'm ready for you to run my house." Only at New Destiny, amen. I'll tell you, I ain't dead. I may not got no hair on the chimney, but on the fireplace, but I do got some fire in the chimney. I, I listen. We ready, we ready. How many of y'all ready to hear a word from God? Matthew 27. 
I promise you it won't be long. I'm going to try to move as quick as I can. I promise you I will. Um, but I, I don't want you to come here with an Easter mindset. We don't do that crap. Don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. You come to church because you want to hear a word from God. Amen? Amen? And you found us in the middle of a series, and I don't want you not to miss next week. Listen, this is only second part. I want you to hear next week. How many of y'all do your best to make it back next week? Come on, no. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. I want to see everybody's hand. I want to see you back next week. Amen. Matthew 27. Matthew 27. And Brother, Devin, Brother Darius, get Deuteronomy 31 for me real quick. We're going to go there next. Ready? Read. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Can we read one more time? One more time? Ready? Read. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Go to Deuteronomy. Ready? Read. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Go real, real quick and say this with me right quick. Say, don't blame God. Believe God. On your cross. Have a quick seat. I cannot go any further without giving some type of applause to our youth ministry. Can we give our youth ministry? Not one child had a piece of paper in their hand. That is something to talk about. And so youth, all youth, I want to let you know your bishop is proud of you. Mama Carol, I'm so thankful for you. Sister Katie, I'm so thankful for you. Sister Calandra, thankful for you. Pastor Shannon, you didn't do nothing. But amen. God, now I'm playing. <laughs> That's my boy. We got all right. And also, this, yesterday, yesterday, the little kids went out, and we wasn't there. We wasn't there. We wasn't there. Amen. But did they have a good time yesterday, Sister Calandra? Did they wear you a lot? I wouldn't know nothing about it because I wasn't there. Amen. Somebody real quick, say again with me. Say, don't, don't blame God. Believe God. On your cross. Real quick, I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as I can. Don't try to go to too many scriptures. I have a few scriptures today. We're going to put the scriptures up here, but do write them down. Take a pen out, take a piece of paper out, and write them down. We're going to move as quickly as I can. And for those who got little children beside you, do your best to keep them quiet. You know how she did us. She pinched us and looked at us and smiled. So whatever you got to do, keep them quiet. Amen? Okay, write the word blame down. Well, blame, by definition, means to hold one accountable for an unfavorable outcome. Everyone say, to hold God accountable for an unfavorable outcome. Brother Ken, if that, is that air conditioner on? I don't want to freeze them out. It's off okay then. Don't blame God for the, un somebody, when the word say blame means hold one accountable for unfavorable outcome. And we're gonna, we talked about this a little bit last week. If you are ever in a situation where you feel as though you went through something and you didn't even realize it, but you may have blamed God without knowing about it. Write down the word God. The word God means, in this case, the creator and ruler of the universe. The creator and the ruler of the universe. Someone say, God, God. created everything. He created everything. And I'm going to tell you a secret. If he created, he know exactly what you need. He know exactly what you need to survive. No matter what you think, God created you. He know what you need better than you do. Somebody say amen. amen. Go to the word believe. The word believe. The word believe means to have faith in. Have faith in. And the word faith means to do what one well, he didn't get the rest of it. The word faith means to do what one has said in spite of what one sees. To do 
what one has said in spite of what one sees. To do what one has said in spite of what one sees. Faith is not just sitting there and have hopeful wishing. We have misinterpreted faith for too many years. Faith isn't saying, I'm going to sit here and say, I believe I got a car. I believe I got a car. I believe I got a car. And open your eyes and expect the car to sit there. Somebody said, that's not faith. Faith is God told you to do A, B, C, and if you do A, B, C, I'm going to give you a car. And how crazy A, how crazy B, and how crazy C seem, I'm going to do A, and I'm going to do B, and I'm going to do C. Why? Because I have faith God said I'm going to get a car afterwards. And no, long, no matter how long it takes to get there, I'm going to do A, B, and C until I get it, and somebody say, and after I get it. That's faith. Faith isn't just hoping. Faith is believing in spite of what you see. I don't see a car, but I'm going to keep on doing it until I get the car. Somebody say amen. So if the, the sermon means, it says, don't blame God, believe God, and the word believe means faith, this is summation. This is summation. Take a picture of it. This title is instructing us to stop holding God accountable for the unfavorable things in our lives and do what he says, not, no matter what he or we see. Somebody say, do what he says, no matter what we see. Somebody say, do what he says, no matter what we see. Now, many of us go through things. How many of y'all ever gone through something in your life? And be honest, how many of y'all really believe in God? Raise your hand if you truly believe in God. And you know for a fact that I don't get what I deserve unless I stick with him. How many of y'all believe that? When I'm with him, I get everything I deserve. And when I'm not with him, I lose everything that I think I need. And be truth be told, I know I should be with him, but right now I'm not. Can we be honest? All right, now, now, just because you came to church on Sunday, last Sunday, next Sunday, it don't matter. Just because you come to church don't mean you're still sticking with it. I mean, you still get up and you pray like you told, God told you you need to pray. You need to spend time with me. You need to spend devotion. How many of y'all know for a fact you need at least an hour of devotion a day with God? Okay, I'm going to cut it back. I'm going to cut it back. At least 15 minutes of devotion with God a day. I need some time. When I'm, at least when I'm driving to church or driving to work, I should be thinking about something about that he told me to do. And how many of y'all have ever went through something and that devotion time went away? How many of you ever went through something and that you don't even think about him that much? You, matter of fact, church may not happen for about a couple of months right now. I just, I'm going through too much to think about church right now. Anybody ever thought like somebody, I'm going through too much to think about church right now. I still love God, but right now my relationship ain't the same. You blamed him and didn't even realize it. That means you held him accountable for something that he allowed you to go through. Now listen to this. Go with me real quick over to... Um, 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. Like I say, don't go to your Bibles. There's going to be a lot of scriptures. Only if you are on want to, but right now I'm going to try to move quickly, quickly. 1 Corinthians 14 and 33. Somebody read that for me. Ready to read. Go to someone one time. Say it like you really want to say it. Ready to read. Somebody say, God is not the author of confusion. Now, I said that last week, I think somebody got mad at me, because I said, if you're going through something, God didn't put you through it. Can I, can I redefine that right quick? Somebody say, if God want me to have this car, and, or this house, this marriage, but you have this one, this is what God called for you to do. This here is confusion. And you know it's confusing because you go through hell as long as you got it, even though it's what you wanted, even though it's the color you wanted, but you go through, listen, folks got busted cars that go through this hell that I got with a brand new car. Somebody said, that's not of God. So now if you lose that, it's God's will for you to lose it to get what you want, but the confusion wasn't God. 
So don't get mad when you lose something that God never defined you to have. He wasn't yours. You took him. And you wonder why you're going through so much hell. He wasn't yours. We went to school and we went together in high school. Yeah, you were preparing for her. Now let go. Okay, I'm going to preach. Yeah, preaching on the download. Okay, I'm sorry. Somebody say, confusion is not of God. I don't care if you can't pay your bills, if you can't, uh, you can't feed your children, if you're going through headaches, you can't sleep at night, that's not God. But as soon as we go through that kind of stuff, what we do, we get mad at God. We get mad at God because of the decision we made. Now, can I give you one more scripture? John 10 and 10. Real quick, John 10 and 10. Ready? Read. The thief comes not, but to what? To do what? Keep going. I come. Now I'm going to try one more time. Ready? Read. Okay, we're going to practice next time together. Amen. So listen. Yeah, you got to use the commas. Listen to me. No matter what you do, you got to understand the devil come to kill, the devil come to steal, and the devil come to destroy. But Jesus come to do what? So why, why whenever we go through something, we hear with Jesus, we go through something, somebody say, but we, go, we hear with Jesus, and we go through something, we go back to the devil. Why do he get the benefit when you go through? And you don't get closer to God when I go through. And the reason why, listen, we say we don't blame God, we don't blame God, but this is what most of us say. This is everybody, most, even me. I, I have to beat myself all the time. This is what most of us say. Serving God didn't stop it from happening, so why do I keep on doing it? I, I made some major changes in my life, and these changes, I shouldn't have went through this. I like to use Brother Ken as testimony. Brother Ken was in the streets how many years? About 20 years? And being in church, about three years, he got shot. Didn't get shot in the streets, but as soon as he got in church, he got shot. And I was expecting him to really run then. And he got closer to him because he realized that all the hell I've been through wouldn't add it to this one moment that I've gone through. But most of us, if we go through one thing, we begin to retreat from God and go back to our ways because now, without even thinking, we're mad at God. Because we think serving him didn't stop him happening, so why do I keep on serving him? Why do I stop these things I really want to do? Because be truth be told, sin feel good. You'll be lying if you say it don't. Because we wouldn't done it as long as we did. Somebody say, sin feel good. And not sinning don't feel good all the time. I'm sorry. It, 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 when I go back and do stuff, I enjoy it. I don't enjoy the outcomes of it, but I enjoy it. But it's the, it's the repercussions that you get to stop you from going through it, but we don't. It's easy to say, no, forget it, I'm going to go back. Somebody say, don't, bl- don't blame God. Believe God. This is real quick. So the thing is, we, what we do, we retreat from him. We walk away from what we know we're supposed to do. And we don't realize that we are stepping away from God's ordained will for our life. Now listen to this. God is the one we should be running to, not the one we should be running away from. And listen, I know it's not easy, but when we go through a few things, I'm going to deal with four things in the next few weeks. We dealt with one last week. We're dealing with one today and two more upcoming. There are four areas in our life that God does not want us to blame him and retreat from. He wants us to get close to him. Number one, in our misfortunes. Get my slide, Brother Darius. Our misfortunes on our crosses and our depression 
and in our addiction. These are areas that we tend to retreat away from God instead of going close to God. I'm going to say again, in our misfortunes, we talked about that last week, on our crosses, and our depression, and our addiction. We get depressed, we begin to retreat from God instead of go to God, and our addictions, we get mad because we are getting punished for something we shouldn't be doing. Somebody say amen. So real quick, let's deal with on our cross. On our cross. Real quick, easy lesson. The goal is lesson to make sure that if you're on your cross, you stay there until God is finished. Right on the word cross. Right on the word cross. By definition. The word cross, by definition, is an upright post with a transverse bar as used in antiquity, antiquity, A-N-T-I-Q-U-I-T-Y, for crucifixion. An upright post. I wish I would have asked Deke, but he wasn't here this morning to put my, my cross on the stage. Upright cross. And it has a crossbar. It's used in the word antiquity means in the old times. I say old days. For crucifixion. Right in the word crucifixion. Right in the word crucifixion. The word crucifixion, by definition, is the execution of a person by nailing or binding them to a cross. Crucifixion. Somebody said killing them. The, the goal was to kill them. They put them against this cross. The point of the cross was to kill you. You wasn't put up there for punishment. You weren't put up there for a time and take you down. We're going to put you there until you die. Can I tell you a secret of the trailer? You don't die quickly on the cross. Jesus was, was a rarity. He, he wasn't supposed to die that fast. He was supposed to suffer longer time than what he did. Somebody said he wasn't supposed to die that fast. Cross was supposed to mean a long-suffering death to where you either bleed to death, you die of starvation, dehydration, but it took days. How many of y'all die daily? And you are tired of the process of death. Listen, you know you got to die, but you wish it would just really hurry up. I know I got to lose this, but I wish it would really hurry up. Why do I got to keep waiting? You ever got told at church when you was at church with your mama, I'm going whoop you when you got home? And you know she told you weeks ago she was going to whoop you, but you knew for a fact this time she was for real. And you wonder why mama came home and cooked the cake all Sunday dinner, but ain't whooped you yet because you know you're going to get it. Why are you waiting so long and you want to just run away before she gets because this is going to take too long? But you feel the same way with God. God, why are you putting this off? You know that I'm a, I know that I'm going to lose it. I know I'm going to lose the car. I know I'm going to lose the house. Why are you waiting so long? God say death is a slow process for a reason. Because if it was quick, you wouldn't have died. But it's the process of death that make you want to make sure you never go through it again. Some say death ain't easy. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. So crucifixion, crucifixion is like execution. It's execution. You are intended to die when you are connected to a cross. What did Jesus say? Pick up your cross and what? Pick up your cross and what? So each one of you got a dying place. Each one of y'all, can y'all admit that every one of y'all need to die somewhere? I, I need to die. Any of y'all need to die? Talked to Brother Ethan this morning. I told Brother Ethan that we're going to do baptism, and baptism um, represents death. It represents death. Jesus died physically so we can die spiritually. And so when we go up on the water, we go up on the water to die, and I'm going to raise you up so now you can live. But somebody said, we still got to die. Now, let me help you out. I'm going to move pretty quickly. Well, crucifixion, this is the word execution. Execution. Carry out of a sentence of death on a condemned person. Carrying out of a sentence of death on a condemned, somebody say condemned. You deserve death. 
How many of y'all believe that? Let's be real. I deserve to die. I do. I deserve. I deserve. And listen, I'm not even talking about physical death. I. I want y'all to say it and believe it. I deserve to die. And listen. How many of you know for a fact, I don't know why I got what I have now because I know for a fact I don't deserve it. I, I don't know why I have what I have because truth be told, I don't deserve nothing I have right now. And if you lost it, you'll get mad. But truth be told, you know for a fact, you shouldn't get mad because you should have lost it a long time ago. But God's grace and mercy will sustain me this far. But as soon as we go through, we let go like we weren't supposed to lose it. Okay, let me help you out a little bit more. A little bit more. Go to Romans 6 and 23. Somebody say, I deserve to die. This is supposed to be Easter. We be talking about life. Bishop, we talking about death. Romans 6 and 23. Like I said, you don't have to go there. Just write it down. Ready? Read. Say it one more time. But how many of y'all sinned? How many of y'all sinned last night? I was in my tent, minding my business. I was too cold to sin last night. But truth, how many of y'all sinned yesterday? I had a preacher say one time, what if they had a sin sensor at the front door of the church with lasers? And if you sinned yesterday, as soon as you walk in, it cut you in half. The church will be empty. <laughs> a whole lot of dead folks at the door. Still empty church. Somebody say, thank God for no lasers at the front door. Somebody say, but I still deserve to die. Listen, go to the next verse. Oh, I'm sorry. Romans 8 and 36. Ready? Read. Someone, come on, talk to me real loud. How many of y'all died yesterday? How many of y'all went through something yesterday, but you knew you deserved it and you just stood there and took it because I needed to go through the process because I had to learn a lesson. It takes maturity to go through a lesson day by day. Day by day, I, I know for left. I used to cuss folks out, but I went through, I died yesterday because I didn't cuss yesterday. I wanted to cuss yesterday. I wanted to hurt. My mama stood up here and she said, I went through a situation where I should have slapped somebody. Now, I used to slap folks when they didn't dirty get slapped. Now, you didn't get slapped and you should have got slapped. You know I died. You know I, really why I didn't die because you ain't dead. So, you know for a fact I didn't die. You judge me what I used to do, but you thank God what I'm not doing no more. Do I got any dying saints in the house today? I'm not where I want to be, but you better be thanking God that I'm not where I used to be. Because I'm dying daily. Somebody, he says, for, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be what? Somebody say, death got to happen. So we come to a common denomination. Death is inevitable. Somebody say, death is inevitable. I'm not talking about long-term death. You still got to die one day, the physical death. But somebody say spiritual death. It's inevitable. Why do you got to leave church every time you die? Why do you got to leave God every time you die? If you know you're going to go through it, take it like a man or a woman. And say, for God I live and for God I what? Oh, no, you didn't say scripture because it's cute to say. For the Lord I live, but I ain't ready to die. Somebody say daily. I'm setting you up to take you somewhere. So everybody understand, somebody say, we must die, we must die. To, live. to live. Somebody say, we must die, we must die. to live. Listen to this. So in order to obtain and maintain, Sister, Sister Sorrell, the problem is many of us die to something, but as soon as we get what we want, we bring it back to life. 
and we get mad when we lose the thing that the only qualification for having was death. The only way you can have the house that you're in, you got to stay dead. The only way you can have the job that you have, you got to stay dead. You wonder why you keep losing jobs? Because you let that old man come back to life again. Why did Paul say, I beat my body, making my slaves, so when I won't be disqualified from what? The prize. Why? Because my old man keep rising back up. You know for a fact you do, because you felt it yesterday, but you held it down. But if you let it go, you know for a fact you're going to lose everything. Are you allowing the death to stay existence in your life? Somebody say, die. In order to obtain and maintain the things God has for you, you must die in certain areas of your life. Just because you must die, don't make it easy. Somebody said, just because I, I know I got to die, don't make it easy. And I only use this scripture not because it's Easter. But go to my scripture, my, my scripture for today, Matthew 27, 46. The only reason I use the scripture today because this is God himself. 100% man, 100% God sitting on the cross. God himself, who went to the, the uh, I can't remember the name of the location, and he stood there and told the disciples if, if, to pray for me because if I can pass away this cup, if I don't have to die, I don't want to. The man who knows for a fact when I get through dying, life is on the other side. The man in him don't want to suffer death. So I'm here to tell you that somebody said dying isn't easy. So uh, the man who know he had to, he came to die so that we can live, knew he had to die, sitting here on the cross, on his cross, about three in the afternoon, cries out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani which means, my God, my God, uh, daddy, daddy, why have you forsaken me? And I will say this, we get in our cars, we get in our houses, we get in our relationships, the husband didn't come home, the children are acting right, the money not right. God, God, why have you forsaken me? And we look at God and say, I haven't forsaken you. God, God, why am I losing my job? Can I tell you something? Whatever you signed up with God and he didn't give you, you got to lose it before you get to your next level. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of y'all signed up in your relationship with God, but realize you had a cemetery at home. Everything you got got to die before you live. Because God says, I don't like nothing you have. I don't like the decorations. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it drives. That's not what I want for you. And can I tell you, some of y'all got to go down before you come up. Some of y'all got to lose everything and then drive a bad thing. And some of you preach the bad thing before I trust you with my good thing. You got to die. Anybody ready to die? Bishop, don't preach this on Easter Sunday. You won't force to come back. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't want to lie to you. You got to die. And that's the reason why a lot of us don't come back because the death hurts. So it's not easy because Jesus himself said, I want to avoid death. But he didn't come down. Can I tell you something? It's not wrong with wanting not to die. It's not wrong for being mad and sitting in your house. And I'm, I shake my head a lot of times like, why me? Me and my wife got a saying, we don't like it. We don't like it at all. But we know it's true. And we get mad every time the other one say it. And we say it when the other one's crying about something we know we shouldn't be crying about. We say these words, you know we don't get nothing easy. You know we don't get nothing easy. Everybody go in there get this stuff and we get mad. How they get all this stuff. But God says, no, I got to fast forward your death process so you can teach other people how to live. We don't get nothing. Listen, I, some testimonies I ain't ready to tell y'all yet. But I'm going through something right now. Don't you know when you deserve something, you know you deserve it, but you still don't get it? Yeah. And God didn't tell you it wasn't yours, but he didn't tell you it was yours either. And you said, I think to yourself, why well, I got to go? Some things should be. I'm a preacher. Pull that card out. 
I'm a bishop. Pull that one. And he says, oh, the higher you are, the more you got to die. The higher you are, the more you got to die. So don't come and put in a car talking about what you shouldn't go through because where I put you at. And you wouldn't believe, be there if you weren't dead in a lot of other places in your life. You ever heard him say, this is, this is kind of mis, a, a, a misconception. This is, kind of, this is kind of a misunderstanding. Can I talk? We always say this statement, but I don't think it's all the way true. I do think it's partly true, but we categorize the struggle and we add a devil to it. And we say the higher the level, the bigger the devil. Can I tell you the devil ain't getting no bigger? What happens, God is allowing the exposure to him to get more on you, to kill some more of you. Ask Job. Right when Job thought he had it all, he gave the devil more access to him. The devil was the same size, more access. He ain't changed no size. He just got more territory that he can attack in your life. On your first level, all he could do is attack your money. Now he can attack your child. On the rest, God says the devil didn't change no size. The access changed. Can I tell you, you should get excited when the devil come and attack your whole house? Because you must say, God, you know I can handle it because you wouldn't have put me through it. So don't, 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 don't give the devil no credit. He ain't growing. He ain't got no bigger. His access is just a little bit more. I got to hear him get out of here. Somebody say, get ready to die. Get ready to die. So, so, Matthew, so Romans 6 says um, that, well, hold up, Matthew 7, uh, he says on the cross that um, I want to get away from this. But he, somebody say he didn't. He didn't get down. And I have to believe in my heart. The only reason I can believe this in my heart, I know this is not true, but I have to believe in my heart because I feel the same thing. I'm going to get you out of here, but I feel the same thing. I had to believe in my heart the reason why he didn't get down because I believe God whispered Deuteronomy 31 and 6 in his ears. I believe, I want to say this, I say in his spirit. The reason why I believe this is because I've, I felt the scripture spoken to me so many times and I didn't even know the scripture. And when I read it, I said, God, you have to tell Jesus the same thing. Jesus asking you why you left me, why you leave me here, why you let me die, die and go through this. And Jesus had to say the same thing that Moses told the children of Israel. Listen, the scripture says, the first thing it says, everybody read, be strong and First point, first point, you're going to go through situations. We already come to conclusions. Somebody said, we're going to die. Um, marriages, sometimes you're in a marriage and you feel as though that I'm not the same woman I used to be. Do you know how dangerous it is, can I help you out, to change mid-marriage? Do you know how dangerous that is? To where you died and you became a new person, but you're still married to a person who's the old person. Do you know how scary it is to change mid-marriage? You done died, and if I die and I become a new person, my whole marriage may get lost. Can I stop and help somebody out right now? Your death would allow them to die, and when they die, y'all both can be born a new individual and not be a new marriage. You can't be afraid of death because of what you're going to lose. So, or, or even on um, your cars, some people got cars, and you know for a fact that, that God got more for me, or even a home or whatever. If you know for a fact you got it wrong, you know for a fact that your name ain't on it because you're using somebody else's social security number, and you know for a fact you got the wrong way. You can't keep that. And I know for a fact you're going to look real bad in the church, but you're going to look real good in the kingdom. Some, can I use you for a second, Elder? Elder Trader, sit back here. I'll never forget it. Um, with that young lady sitting back there, striped shirt back in the back. And I was preaching on Bible study, and God told me, she was getting some stuff, I don't know how kind of way she'd get some money, and she don't know how she would get it, I don't know how to all it, ain't got no business, but God told me not no more. And she survived, she struggled at her best getting it. It wasn't all honest. But somebody, be honest, tell you how many of y'all didn't got stuff that wasn't all honest, but you didn't convince yourself it was okay. 
You know for a fact you shouldn't have food stamps right now. You know you shouldn't have food stamps right now, but you convince yourself it was okay. You know for a fact you shouldn't have. Don't lie. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's Easter Sunday. Don't do that. You convince yourself it's okay. You, you, you ride in a car. You listen. You, you know you got one child, but you keep filing for four. And you keep doing it, and you know for a fact it ain't right, but you keep convincing yourself every year, and you pray the whole time, don't audit, don't audit, don't audit, don't audit. And you say, God, I promise it's my last year, and you get through it, and next year you're already starting all over again. I got one more for you. How many of y'all sisters out there married, but you keep filing your income taxes as you single? Stop speaking prophetically over your marriage. You get that when you get home. So, Elder was doing something. You, you see, somebody already getting it. They're already getting it. So just calm down. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Elder was, see, pray for me. Elder was, <laughs> Elder was doing something she wasn't altogether proud of, but it was getting her by. And she had graduated but died and don't understand why I don't feel comfortable doing this anymore. And God spoke over me and said, don't do it no more. She said, I had the paper on my desk and I was struggling with signing it. And I, and I don't know what the paper was. All I told God, I said, you better not sign that paper. You better let it go and da 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 She didn't sign it, and now she's way better off today. And, and listen, can I tell you that God got the biggest erase in the world? That even they come looking for her, the God says, the Lord has set you free. He, listen, and listen, all the mistakes she made, he, he, even though she deserved, if she, made, if she made the mistakes, she deserved to get whatever, but God said, I got you. I got you. And it hurt at first, didn't it? You couldn't even pay some folks like you need to be paying them. And now you pay them with no problem. And he's not, now she pay. So what you got to do in your mind, how many of y'all know for a fact that I need to commit suicide? I shouldn't wait for God to kill me. You know for a fact God been telling you for a long time you should have killed that situation a long time. You need to kill that relationship. You need to kill that connection. You need to kill it because it's not healthy. You know for a fact it should have been dead. And God said, I'm waiting for you to take the knife out. Come here, Abraham. You need to kill your Isaac. How many of y'all need to kill him? I mean, Jacob. How many need to kill him? But you're holding off because if I can make it one more year. But the hell you're going through is enough. It's not even worth going through no more. And you're in a place in your life to where the benefit don't outweigh the, the liability no more. And so I'm in a place in my life to where I say, you know what? It's got to die. You gotta die. You can't come in no more. You gotta die. You, you ain't told him yet. You ain't told them yet. You ain't even have, but you in your mind, I can't take this no more. It has to die. It's caused me too much trouble. It has to die. I can't do this no more. It has to die. Do I have anybody in here that can really feel what I'm talking about? It has to die. I can't do this no more. And you made up your mind that you was gonna do this. And now come time for the for the for the, the D-Day, death day, and, and you're beginning to lose focus. You need to somebody say, be strong and courageous. You're on your cross, be strong and courageous. The word strong, write the word strong down. The word strong by definition means to strengthen or to be made strong. To strengthen or to be made strong. Somebody say, remind yourself why you want to kill it. It's going to give you every reason why not to kill me. Don't kill me. But remind yourself of all the lonely nights. Remind yourself of all the headaches. Remind yourself of all the bad problems you had. Don't go there and, and thinking that you're going to listen to them and they're not going to convince you not to kill them. Have your mind that I'm going to remind myself of my strength. Remind myself of why I'm here. Somebody say courageous. You are courageous by definition. Brave or make 
abstinent or assure. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be strong. I'm picking a position. And I'm not changing. I don't care how the wind blow. I don't care how much money I lose. I don't care if the lights go off. I don't care if I end up. Some of y'all know for a fact the hell you go through homeless will be less than the hell you go through with the house. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going back. I'm not, I made my mind up and I'm not changing my mind. That's the first step to stand on your cross. Jesus got on that cross and said to himself, I know for a fact it's going to hurt. I know for a fact it's going to be painful. But I keep thinking about all the people who are going to need me to stand on this cross. And me standing on this cross is way more beneficial than me getting off. Because me getting off is going to delay the death, but death's still coming. So let my death be valuable and not invaluable. So I got to stay here. I got to go through it. I know for a fact he's going to get mad at me, but I know for a fact he's not going to call me no more. I know for a fact she's not going to deal with me, but I got to face my death. And if you are on the other side of my death, we can roll together. But if you ain't, bye. If you're on the other side, my wife, no fact, both of us died on the same day. I'm on a boat with the Dietrich in the middle of the ocean. I died on the boat. The relationship I had on the other side of death wasn't for me no more. But the Dietrich, I woke up on that boat, and the first thing he told me when I got that boat, I had to call Shakiti to turn with Nate Hines. I got off the boat, Find out she died when I was on the boat. She starved for over a week, didn't have no food to eat. Going through hell all day long, dying on the inside. And on the last day of her, was it seven days she was on the face? Three days? I'm trying to give her too long. Her, her grandfather called her. Baby, you got a check over here, didn't have no food, no nothing. You got a check over here, how much that check was, $20, $50? Somebody said she ate good. But listen, she died, and on the other side of my death was her. On the other side of her death was me. And I wouldn't dare bring dead folks in my new life. And the problem is, you're bringing stinky folks in your new situation, and you can't realize why you keep dying all over again. If you wasn't there when I woke back up, you're not going to be there when I show back up. When I come to my new self, you're not going to kill me again. Do I got some folks with new life with dead folks hanging on them? So in your mind, you got to tell yourself, I am not going to change my mind. I'm going to die when I wake up. The woman I am and the man I am, I'm going to make sure you qualify for me when I come outside because I'm not going back. I'm not going back to hunger days unnecessarily. I'm not going back to bad days losing cause unnecessarily. I'm tired of buying a car every year. I'm tired of it. Can we talk this morning? And every one of us know our first death moment that we need to let go. And one thing about it, when you get that first one, it hurt. When you get that second one, it hurt a little bit. When you get that third one, you get used to dying. And then you can shift to that person and say, I die daily. Because I realize the liability isn't as bad as the accessibility. The thing I lose isn't as bad as the thing I gain. Somebody says, it's always life on the other side of death. Listen, somebody said, be strong. And courageous. Could I, could I, go back to my verse. Go back to my verse. I'm going to go. I'm going to let you out of here. Go back to my verse, Brother Darius. Next thing it says, what? It's my favorite part. It don't just say don't be afraid. What does it say don't be afraid of? Say it real loud. Do not. Ready to read. Don't let them change your mind. Don't let them. Come on, Brother Devin. Get me out of here. 
You sit up there, you made, listen, you made your full plan. You ain't even slept at all last night. You lost all sleep, and you know for a fact the decision I'm making, I know for a fact it's the right decision. I know what I sat on my doubt. I went through every option all night long. I know for a fact I should not go back. I know for a fact I shouldn't do it, and I, I got peace. I got all the peace in the world. I know I got to quit. I know for a fact I got to go. I can't do this. I got to go turn the keys in. I know for a fact I can no longer have a house in his name. I go back to mama's house, but I will not let him hold me hostage. I can't do it. Not going to do it. You got it all planned out. I'm going to be strong. I'm not taking my mind. I'm going to be courageous. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to stay on this cross because I'm tired of going to hell on this side. So I'm going to make sure this death go all the way through. The next day come, you got to make the phone call. The next day come, you got to stop by the house. The next day come, you got to make the decision. And all you keep thinking about what they're going to say, how they're going to feel, what they're going to go through. Stop causing your pain at the cost of somebody else's peace. I'm going through because I don't want them to go through. That's not the sacrifice God wanted. He say, I've already made the sacrifice for you, so why are you trying to die for somebody else? I ain't going to put him out. I know he's 36 years old. I know he needs to go get his own place. But I'm not going to put him out because that's my baby. But you're going through hell in your house because you won't put your baby out. It's time. God is not the author confusion. But peace, love, joy, and happiness. I know for a fact I should do this, and I, but I don't want to put them through. What it says? Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. If they create an opposition, I don't know who I'm talking to today. It's time for you to die at the cost of them. If I'm going to die, we all die. Everybody's going to die around me. I ain't no suicidal person, but I'm going to take myself out. Somebody else is going with me. If I'm going to die, somebody's going to die too. I'm not going to go through by myself. I'm not going through by myself. So stop putting yourself through unnecessarily because you call yourself being a fallen soldier for everybody in your family. How about you fall the right way so everybody in your family can rise instead of holding your family back? Is this happening to anybody today? Listen, I'm going to go to my next point. My last point. My last point. For the Lord your God goes what? He says, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. And finally, know for a fact, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. This is untraded grounds. I've never gone this before. I've never done this before. This is, I'm used to doing what we used to do. Mama done this. Daddy done this. Come here, Brother Ken, real quick. Come here, real quick. Stand here, Brother Ken. I'm, I'm, I'm used to doing my old way. And be honest, Brother Ken going to represent somebody who's going to go the new, way, the new way. I'm used to doing the thing my old way. I'm used to doing that. God, I don't know how to have eight to five. I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to pay a bill. I, I don't know. How to, hang on, say, but the king, come here, come here, come here. I, I don't. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to trust you, God. I don't know how to you know and stick on a job that that, that folks talk. I don't know how to do that. I know how to do my whole thing, though. I know that. God said, "Don't worry about it, though, Doc. I ain't gonna leave you. I know you don't know this way. I know you don't." He says, "But I'll never leave you. That what leaves means I'm not gonna stop talking to you." This way you're going to need me the whole way. 
And the moment you stop doing what I tell you to do, you won't hear my voice. But it won't be the fact I left you, it'll be the fact you left me. And the only reason you went all the way back is because you lost my voice. So the only way you're going to survive on this journey without him, the only way you're going to survive on this journey using your real name with your bad credit, only you're going to survive on this journey with a house you can't afford. Only you're going to survive on this journey with a job that you know for a fact you can't pay your bills because, listen, that was $1,000 a week. This here only 525 a week. Only you're going to survive on this journey. You got to trust in the Lord with all the heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge me. And I'll tell you where to go. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Listen, the forsake part is my favorite part because, listen here. He says, I'm going to walk you, I'm going to talk to you, I'm going to walk you, I'm going to talk to you. But now you go back, go back, go back. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And you left me, but forsake, that word forsake means give up on. I'm waiting right while you left me yet. So when you get to do all your dirt, when you get to do all your mess, and you decide to come back, on my terms, okay, come on. But now you decide to go back again, okay. I'll stay right here. I'm not giving up on you. That word forsake means I'm not giving up on you. I realized because I was so good to you. I was so great to you. I expect you to go back and taste the waters. I expect you to go back and see how it is. And you're going to find out the things that they did to you when they're good to me. And I'm just waiting with my hands out. I'm just waiting. God, I know you're coming back again. I know you're coming back again. I don't even know when. But okay, let's go. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to give up on you. I know that you deserve a house. There's so many dreams that God has already put in you that you deserve. And God said, I haven't forgiven you or given up on you. I believe in you. I believe in you. Even when you don't believe in yourself. Even when you don't believe in yourself. God says, I'm here for you. Never going to leave you. Never going to forsake you. And when Jesus got off the cross, the first person that met him was God. Good job, son. Way to die so you can live. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray over the house, Father. I pray over the house right now, God, over every person in the house who needs to die, who have been delaying death. This is what God keeps showing me over and over again. You're delaying death. Your house smells like carcass. Your house, your car smells like carcass. Your relationship smells like carcass. Everything where you are smells like carcass. It smells like death, but you won't let it go. I need everybody in this place who know this message was for you. Stand around the building, stand around the building, stand around the building. To believe God, holding on to this isn't worth it anymore. It isn't worth it no more. I deserve what's on the other side of death. Oh God, we bless you, Father God. I need somebody to say it with me. I'm not going to make you say it. But if you know for a fact that you deserve it, I dare you to say it with me real loud. I deserve what's on the other side of death God I'm ready to die so I can live listen you only know this because you know for a fact you've been holding on to something that ain't yours anymore you know for a fact it don't belong to you it's not about your name it's not about what it looked like it's about the fact I'm tired of going through the hell I know it's unnecessary I know it's unnecessary I know it's unnecessary and God I'm truly ready to surrender my life now listen on the other side of death is surrenderance on the other side of death is commitment to God. On the other side of death is you living for Him and you dying for Him. On the other side of death, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be better. It's going to be better. At least you know that you're dying for a reason and you're living for God. I need somebody to grab hands. Just grab hands right now where you are, right now. I want somebody to grab hands right now. Oh, God. Grab your neighbor hand right now.
Look at them. I want you to pray for your neighbor right now. No, no, I want everybody to grab one hand. Everybody grab one neighbor, one neighbor, one neighbor, one neighbor, one neighbor. If you don't have a neighbor, find a neighbor. Thank you, Jesus. Find somebody. Why are you doing this, Bishop? You're not, you're not coming to the front. Because we are our brother's keeper. We are our brother's keeper. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Thank you, Lord. I want you to pray for him right now. I want you to pray for him right now. Come on, come on. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Oh, God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Father God, I pray right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, for this young lady, Lord. I know she's my baby, Lord. I pray for her right now, Lord. I come standing in agreement Lord, with her right now, Father. I believe, God, what she believes in, Lord. In every area, God, that she know she need to die in, Lord. I pray, God, she surrenders right now, Lord. I pray, God, she surrenders right now, Lord. Every area, Lord, she knows she needs to change, Father. I pray, God, she takes the change, Lord. Right now, Father God. Right now, God. Right now, God. I pray, Lord, and as she begins to die, I pray, God, she begins to get used to dying, Lord. And she realizes that the more I die, the more I live. The more I die, the more I live. The more I die, the more I live. The more I die, the more I live, Lord. And God, I pray, Lord, she begins to depend on you, Lord, with all her mind, all her body, and all her soul, Lord. I love you. I honor and I adore you. In your name I pray, Father God, amen. Oh, God, pray for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, please be with my dad, God. Thank you for showing him who he's made up for. Yes, God, Lord. thank you for helping him out with every stroke, God. Thank you for letting me believe in you, God. God, we thank you for putting you down our lives, God. Thank you for helping our family through our struggle, through everything we have in you, God. God, thank bless you. you with all our hearts. And I pray bless you more. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I dig out of praise him. I dig out of praise him. I'm going to tell you why I had you to pray for one another. Just give God some praise. Give God some praise. Oh, God. Why did you do that, Bishop? And why you didn't bring us to the front? Because I brought you to the front, you would think the people in the front isn't dying. And the people in the front, even me, are still dying right now and I don't want to die. And so that prayer was to hold each other up as we all die daily. It never get easy. It never gets easy. Because the more you go for, and the more you do, the more you got to die. And we got to hold each other accountable and hold each other up. Father, I pray over the house right now, Lord. I pray over the house right now, Lord. I stand in agreement right now, God, with them, Father. Believe in God and new birth. And new birth, Father. Oh, God. Burn it away. Burn it away. Prayer partners, come, 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 prayer partners. Oh, God. Consume fire. Oh, God. Consume fire. Burn it away. Elderly, I need you help, elderly. Come here. Burn it away. Oh, God. Come here, elderly. Where you at? Help me pray. Listen. Listen. If you're here today and I, want, I need somebody to touch and greet me today, I need somebody to believe me.